take it. and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? Well, it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's, let's get right to it. Okay, folks, it's time to rock and roll. You got it with Big Bad Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman here, CLNS with the uh, podcast, Tangway Along for the Ride. We got to tell you that Bet online makes this show possible. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops. Of course, during this podcast, we know that Jeff Goodman is looking down at all his college stats and college stuff. That's how talented he is. Latest odds, totals, player performance, and props. Just go to Bet Online. It's the number one spot for all your betting needs. Head over to the website now and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to get started. Not just basketball, bet online is hockey, boxing, UFC, everything you need, plus Vegas casino games. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, where the game starts right now, guys. Uh, I'm going to open up the floor regarding the Celtics. And Jeff, I'll start with you. The Celtics are finally living up to their expectations. Uh, we are based in Boston. I have been listening to Boston Sports Radio, and my God, people have lost their mind. They are finally doing what they're supposed to do. But now people are saying they're going to the finals. Pump your brakes. Okay, pump your brakes on the Celtics. All right, we've seen this tease before, Jeff. We've seen it before. I know Bob's going to say that, but we've seen it before. We have. We have. But it's just such a, a, a huge disparity from what we've seen over the last two years to what we've seen now over the last month. And you know, again, now kind of the the, the national uh, landscape is, is taking notice because they've been the best team in the NBA over the last month or so. So you, you, you've got to look at it and, and why. And I was actually texting with with Jason Tatum last night a little bit about that, and and I asked him. I said, "Why? Like, I haven't. You know, obviously, I'm co- covering a lot of college right now too, so I haven't seen every game. I've seen some, but he said, like, we're whole now. You know, we're whole. We're healthy." We haven't really seen this team in two years. He's right, but it's still unbelievable to me. There's more to it than that. And I, and I wonder how much the criticism finally wore on these guys because they're moving the ball now. And they were moving it even before Derek White got there, but they're moving it even better now that Derek White's there. And they're more efficient. Marcus Smart, it starts with him. Jason Tatum is moving the basketball as well. And they just, they're fun to watch. They went from being absolutely painful to watch to being fun to watch practically overnight. I, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to understand. I'm going to go all Larry David on you. I am trying okay. to curb my enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I don't listen to talk radio all that much. I've listened more this week than I have in a long time. I, for some, and the major reason being my satellite radio is now has been disrupted, and so I have no choice uh, now. Oh, now anyway, I'll get that fixed because I can't live this way without it much yeah. longer. I've often said I, I wouldn't back out of the driveway without my satellite radio, and now I have a problem. Now, what did I say to you guys a month ago, beginning of February? I said, "Show me a good month, and then maybe we can talk." Right. Yeah. And, and I'm the guy that at the beginning of the year, after two or three games, said, this team is annoying. This is an annoying team. 
because we, the way they're playing and we know they should be capable of better, but they're not doing it, blah, blah, blah. Okay, a couple things. Jeff, obviously Jason's allusion to the being whole was obvious, yes. Uh, it's not just that, but it is that it starts with that. This is the group. This is the core group, the starting five uh, plus and, and now getting, well, the starting five, because the bench, we're going to talk about that. Um, it is whole. It starts with Marcus. You're right. Marcus Smart, who I unilaterally said, look, he's made me a lot of things. And you know, I'm a member of the fan club. I have been from. You love one. him. Love but him. I said, he's not a point guard. So let's not kid anybody. Guess what he's been in the last month. A point, a point guard. guard. He has done it. He yeah. is like he said. Uh, he's. Uh, it's like all right. I'll stop taking the dumb, the dumb threes, and um, uh, we, we don't need them. And and uh, how know, much I'll, was it them hearing it? Like, do you do you actually think? Because I mean, they were so mediocre for so long. Do you think Marcus Smart? Some maybe Ime got to him. Maybe maybe the the new staff got to him. Maybe it was everywhere he went or or listened to him hearing people say. He's not, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was with you these don't guys. Know, but it's happened. Yeah. And he's acted as a point guard. And, and, and the games he's taken seven, eight shots, uh, gotten eight, nine assists. It's, it's just, he's been, and, yeah. and then without sacrificing what's made him Marcus Smart, that, that, that je ne sais quoi recklessness on defense that, right. you know, and, and, and aggression that makes him a, a superior defensive player. Uh, and, and, and sets him apart from almost anybody in the league, in my opinion, in that regard, uh, at that position. Um, it's all, we're getting the full package yes. with him now, okay? Yep. All right. Uh, Tatum, uh, it's so self-evident. We know, we know what Tatum is, calibra- my word, I love the word calibration. I always said that. Calibration. When you have that kind of range of skill, when you possess the range of skill that he possesses, which is a gift given to only a select few, particularly at, at that size, at, at, at six feet ten, uh, you, you, the game, you can do a lot of things. And the trick is to, when do you not do what you can do? When do you realize that there's four other guys and, and it's, it's a game of psychology as well as talent and skill. When do you have to uh, meld into what the other and, and consider the, the impact of what you're doing on, on with the other guys, Michael Jordan, it took him a while to figure this out on the NBA level. Trust me. He didn't win until he figured it out. That's my contention. It's not automatic, you know? And, and, Taysom, and Tatum has finally got the first full calibration. He's got this range of skill. He can make the three. He can go to the basket. Now he can pass the ball. He, and even in the fourth quarter on Sunday in that magnificent game, and I mean it was a magnificent NBA product game in which he was the star, even in that game in the fourth quarter, he didn't take every shot he could have taken. He, 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 he's he matured. He's he matured. He's trusting his teammates. When he gets doubled, he makes the pass. When he doesn't, he eats up any anybody for the most part one on one. Now my question is, well, how do we what to what do we attribute the rebirth of Al Horford, who who is yeah. been playing Al Horford of five years ago? Yeah, well, right the, now, lately this month, you know why he didn't play a ton last year? You know, remember Oklahoma City was so bad that I don't think they wanted him back because <laughs> well, remember he was games. he was he was he sat down right? They sat him down. Yes. Or he he went along with it right? Right, so he really didn't age much last season. And Al Horford is not based on athleticism. That's not his game, right? right. He's, fin- he's finesse. He's up here. That's Al Horford's, right, his, his biggest asset is this. And he adds a passing element on the court when a lot of teams don't have it at that position. Right. He also adds such a cerebral defensive element 
that, uh, again, he can make up for other people's mistakes because he's generally always in the, in the right. I shouldn't say generally always, but he's yeah. most of the time in the right place at the right time. Yeah, but, but don't Mark, you think guys, I've, I've, this, we weren't seeing this in November and December. Right. But that, we I think lamenting that, that Al is probably on, yeah. Al's on the way out. Yeah. And suddenly Al is a vital component in this story that we're telling here. Why? Is it well, I, I, I'll tell you why, because I think that Al at the stage of his career can't drive a team on his own. But if the bus is going full tilt, you know, he could jump on and be a key asset. You know, okay. and I think that's it, Bob. And, and, and let's take let's put yourself in Al Horford's shoes. If things are going well, if guys are playing, you know, they were playing like a bunch of eggheads in November. Yeah. He's like, what am I going <laughs> to do about it? You know, he just mails it in and says, this is it. If Tatum and everybody else is buying in, then Horford goes, okay, now this is worth my time to do it. That's what I think. But he's not at the stage of his career where he's going to carry a team. Oh, no. no. He needs to be a piece of it. So oh, if the other guys are doing it, then he buys in. I also wonder how much it just took this group. I mean, remember, the one thing we didn't do, listen, we panicked. We, I know I panicked and, and again, said they should look at trading Jalen Brown. I've said that multiple times. Well, I still times. think they should, but that's another story. I, well, I just said they should look at it. That's all I said. I said you can't get rid of them for nothing here, but if you can bring in another all-star caliber player, absolutely you should look at it. But I think what what we didn't do here, at least, was say, hey, Ime Adoka, you know, isn't the right guy. We we I think we both agreed, and we all agreed, that he needed more time to be able to see if he could get to this group. And that like part of it is. Listen, M- NBA coaching these days, part of it is being a psychologist, right? Okay. Like that's that's what you have to be. And uh, I, I think more so than Phil anything. Jackson was. Right, right. Big part. Uh, okay, now let's get to the fifth guy, the Time Lord. Yeah. Um, the whole, we always said, what were we saying for over the last two years? He's, he's very, he's nice, but we got to keep him on the floor. Right. Unreliable. I'm, I'm knocking on my wooden yeah. desk here. Yes, which we you should. We're seeing what, what the, how good he can be right now. Yeah. No, he's a freak. Well, he's a me, freak athletically. Yeah, I mean, to me, if they ever get to the number one spot in the East and we're going to get to where they are in the hierarchy, <laughs> he's the yeah. key, I think. Because yeah, I think yeah. with Tatum and Brown, with Tatum and Brown, you're always, and they're playing to their potential, you're always going to be the, maybe the third or the fourth best team if the teams in the East remain as constituted. Time I want one guy more. For me. I want one more guy that's a third. Well, you I know, need, like Milwaukee. Yeah, I, you know, Milwaukee need, has three to me. They've got three high-level all-star caliber players. Obviously, Giannis being the big one, but Middleton's a great sidekick because he doesn't care, you know, to get the attention. Jalen Brown can be that for Tatum, and then they have Drew Holiday. That's the difference for me. Well, maybe Drew, the timeline could be the third guy, but that to me, unless they make a deal. Yeah, I mean, listen, if if, if he can. He's still, you know, again, he's still obviously got a long way to go, but he's so unique. And, and again, there aren't a lot of guys like him, even like in the East, you look around and you're like, there just aren't a lot of bigs that can match up with, with Robert Williams and what he can do, especially in the defensive end. Something Bob, to- in your opinion, Bob, if he shows up every night, because to me, that's the thing with this team. We've been through this before, right? We've seen the tees before. We've seen Tatum go through stretches where he's put up in 50 and single-handedly won games. Maybe it's different now because he's distributing the ball more. But if Time Lord becomes that everyday guy, can they be the best team in the East? I, I, I think that's not the whole story. 
they need something else. They're not going to be the best team in the East. I don't think still they're going to be a, 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 a real problem for people. There's no question. Right. Uh, I, I, I will get to what I think they need, you know, but the, uh, he's good enough. He's what you, you don't, he fits in beautifully with this group. He's exactly uh, yeah. a type of player that they have almost never had. And, and um, he's fine. It's, it's they need to, one more shooter. They, they still need, need one team. more shooter. No, no, I, 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 we don't think it's going to be Nick Stauskas. We'll, we'll get a shot, I guess. We'll see. I don't he know. can shoot the shit out of it, but but no, I don't I don't I, think. I, yeah. Something just occurred to me, guys, that I hadn't thought about. for uh, and, and, and let's give Danny Ainge some credit here. We're talking about four number one draft picks on this five starting five. Yeah. And, and I can tell you, and I think Jeff knows, Jerry knows, you know, we all know. That's not, that's highly unusual that, that uh, in this, teams yes. are put together in a mix and match way often, always. And I, we have to go back 50 years. The Celtics at one point, I'm just telling you, at one point in the early 70s, they did start five number ones, okay? Wow. And, and uh, uh, there was Cowens, Havlicek, Sanders, White, and Cheney. They started when Satch was still a starter, really? okay? And so the, up to the 1971-72 season, they were starting five number ones, which was uh, – I, I, I made a big deal out of it at the time because it's not done. No, It no, isn't now, the way it works. Now, well, never done. Never done. Now, no. we've got a team – I, you know, I, I don't have the time or effort or interest to look to research the 32 teams right now, but it's a homework task for somebody. I wonder how many teams even start three number ones, let alone four, and certainly nobody's starting five. So, and now they're hey, bench, so benchless better. Let's give Danny right. a belated thank you. Okay. All right, Danny. Good job, Danny. People have been jumping on Danny for various things, and some of them stupidly. Danny, a belated thank you for that. Okay. And but now let's get to where they are. This is a reality check here. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> let's go through the East. Some people don't believe in Miami, but they're I still believe. hanging around. They're still there, and they you are. Got to believe in them. They are tough, believe. man. They're and really all tough. The coming you know, back. But Harden, you know, the, Harden's got these guys off to a great start. He's running in the stands. Harden is engaged. I mean, God bless the Celtics, but I just don't see them beating Miami. I maybe I don't see him beating Philly. I don't see him beating Miami. I don't see him beating Milwaukee in the playoffs. Bob, you, your thoughts? I wouldn't pick pick them to beat any of those three teams. It would, uh, but I don't think they get steamrolled by those teams. Uh, either I don't think that they get swept or losing five. I think they put up a fight. And, uh, yeah, and and look, we didn't get to the bench thing. There, there, and you know, Jeff, there's still a player short, right. a, a, a meaningful player short of, of of being at the level of those other three teams, in my opinion. The, 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 we just, can we just back up a set and talk about the bench? We might as well, right? Okay, Bob, go ahead. Uh, Derek White, you know, is a wonderful addition. There's no question. Yeah. Love him, love him. <laughs> but you know. I, I, I keep waiting for Pritchard to really assert himself on a consistent basis. It's a big three in the fourth quarter the other day, but in one, one shot, he was one, he had one fail. That was the one field goal of the game. Um, it, how good is he still? I don't know. And then uh, uh, we, we get to, uh, who's the right? Uh, uh, I'm off the bench. Oh, come on. I'm forgetting my daughter brain fart. We, uh, oh, oh, no. Bill Goskis has got to come off the bench. Yeah, all right. So, but our bet, it's not a strong bench. Let's put it no, that. it's not. I mean, those guys like Neesmith and all those guys, everybody keeps waiting for oh, them Neesmith, to I, I, you know, he, um, I, I have to give up. You're talking, not, did you forget oh, Daniel Tice? Tice? Daniel Tice is very Tice. good in certain circumstances. Yeah. Or useful, yeah. not all circumstances. 
and I still like having him on the team. He's good for their defense. He helps their switching defense. Uh, he can step out and make a three. He's okay. He's, he's a, a role player. Nice their bench is not great. It's, their, but, their bench is not great. It's not great. We need a guy, but we don't have, you know, the, the days of, you know, the idea of a six-man candidate. They, no. no, they only have a seventh-man candidate, let alone a six. Oh, yeah, they do with, with White. White would be a seventh-man candidate if they had a seventh-man award. But anyway, the bench is, needs bullshit. White's a good six-man. I think their top six are good, and Grant Williams has played well enough. Oh, Grant Williams. God, I don't want to right. diss him. He's, he's been helping. Right. He's just, is this the ceiling? Is this what we're going to get? Yeah. Is, you think, Jeff? This, this is who he's going to be. Well, oh, well God, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Yes. 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 No. I was ready to get rid of him. I'm not ready to say this is – listen – the dude is shooting 44% from three, yeah, 44. I like That's, I know most of them are uncontested, well, but, but 44 is, if he can shoot 40 for three in the next few years, you would be absolutely ecstatic. But again, he was not known as a shooter. He, he works his ass off. He's gotten better. We'll see if this is kind of a, you know, a one-time deal or he can, he can follow up on this for his career. I mean, he may be the Bruce Bowen. Of the Celtics, so if, oh, if, 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 if right, so now we go back to you. No, they're not on the level of those other three. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, so but, but they're think, they're a player away, and it doesn't have to be an all star player away. That's my take. Is they've got to still upgrade, and really, it probably comes down to like Horford because he's getting older. You know what happens next year if 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 they move on him? You only have to pay him half his salary next year, so he's expendable. I love him in the locker room. I love him as a piece coming off the bench. But if you could somehow, really, if you're putting White in there, you go White, Smart, Jalen, Tatum, Robert Williams, Hortford coming off the bench with Grant Williams, and you add one more bona fide guard. Like, uh, uh, maybe two, really. Because I'm not so Pritchard's like the answer at the backup point guard He's spot not. either. He's not right. He's fine. He's fine. I wish but, he were, you know, but yeah. I can't go there. We can't. No, he's the- probably not. You need somebody to me who's a little bit bigger, stronger, um, more proven. So if you add that and one more, just a spot up shooter, those are the two things for my bench that I would need in the off season to be able to feel better about this team without adding a big time all star or anything like that taking a few steps forward to maybe compete with those other teams. Well, I'm curious to see now, you know, they, they, they went to the trouble of signing scouts. Stauskas. Is he going Stauskas, to, yeah. to you know him. where he went to high school, right? You know where he went to prep school? Brewster. St. St. Mark's in Southborough. St. Mark's coming home. Wow. I didn't know yeah. that. that basketball factory, St. Mark's. Honestly, it was for a little while. They put Eric while. Murphy, Nate oh, yeah, Lubick. Right. They put out some dudes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I want to see if this, if it's going to have any any effect at all. Well, he's got an opportunity. Yeah. Let's put it this way, because they, you know, he's got, I mean, that, that was the job that Aaron Eastwood was supposed to fulfill, and he hasn't right. done and it, and he hasn't, he hasn't done, done it. it. All done right, it. so let's. I want to talk about one other team now in the East. So, is Brooklyn going to figure it out, Bob? Well, first of all, uh, are they going to figure it out? The Simmons, the Simmons, in a, in their fantasy world, is that Simmons somehow gets to play. And 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 he is what they hoped he was going to be for them. And that would change. It's hard. We had like we need to see it. What what role could Simmons play? If he doesn't play any role, no, they're not they're not a factor. I don't think. And if he so, can play the role that that they foresee, they might be a factor. But I, I I don't think they're a factor right now. I think the last I heard was that there's a chance he comes back on the 16th in Orlando. Okay, so I don't know if uh, 
I don't think it's even out there, but, and I'm not sure if it happens, but that that's the hope is he comes back the 16th, which would give him, what did they play? They played uh 65 games right now. They're in that ninth spot. 65 games would put it at uh, how many more games are going to miss? He'll miss the Philly game. 66, 67, 67 games. So he's got, what does that give him? Uh, 15, 15 games. 15 games. I don't know. I mean, it's not ideal, but again, you, you want to play them. If you're, if, oh. if they're, you know, they get Ben Simmons back and, and they're the uh, eight, let's say at the end of the day, and you're the Miami heat. Do you want to see them? No. You don't want to see him, but but I'm not afraid either. The Celtics are at the point where I, I'm not afraid. I don't expect them to win, but I don't. I, I'm not. I, I might. I would. That team. I don't. Know. Listen, that, if I'm the Celtics, I, I'd rather have the matchup with the Chicago Bulls in the four-five game than than get all the way up to one and go see KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. There's no question. The X factors. The X factors, Irving. Right. I mean, all of a sudden, what if the guy put? You don't know. I mean, well, the X factor then becomes Ben Simmons. Well, ben, ben Simmons, you're right. But even, but let's hear me out, guys. But even if you're in a series, right? If, and Ke- we know what Kevin Durant can do. We saw him do it in the playoffs before, yeah. where he single handedly. I mean, I think one of his greatest feats was with the Nets last year. I think I can't keep track of stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, where he single handedly carried this team. Sure, right? You know, where well, I thought it was one of his greatest feats, even better than when he was with Golden State, because Harden had too many donuts. Kyrie was MIA. And and Durant, so Durant can do that. Like people talk about Tatum going head to head to Durant. Okay, oh. slow your roll, man. Okay, no, put it. Kate, yeah, Katie's you know, like, I hate that. Let's, he, let's, he's he's still at a different level because Katie does it every single. Well, that's night that's my point with Tatum, and every that's why I get frustrated when Tatum does it every single night. Then we could talk about that. Yeah, but yeah. like if Durant well, gets rolling and Kyrie decides to get on the reservation, they're very dangerous. Yeah, and that's a total X factor because. The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, can't unilaterally, apparently, we learned, lift the mandate. But he wants to. So whatever hoops he has to go through to do it, he's a, he's a, to proclaim himself to be a fan. He wants Kyrie on the lineup, but he can't. He doesn't have the power to do it. So, uh, But they're holding out hope. Sean Marks and company holding out hope that it's going to happen. And if it happens, then, you know, that's going to be very, very interesting. It doesn't oh, I happen, hope it does. I hope it does for the sake it's of the game. It's going to be the strangest circumstance in the history of American sport, a team hoping that they can play on the road. I mean, it's crazy. So, <laughs> in the series. I mean, listen, we, we all know how people in Boston feel about Kyrie. But if Kyrie's playing in every game, man, I mean, it's better. Yeah. Theater. We just And, and they get Ben Simmons back. Like, I, I just, I feel like, again, like the talent isn't even close when you're looking at, at the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets if they have KD. Right. Um, Kyrie and, and Ben Simmons. Those are those are three of the top twenty-five talents in the NBA. Maybe three of the top fifteen talents in the NBA. Well, I'm I'm still. Skeptical. I know you are with Ben. I know you're not putting him in the top twenty-five because he can't shoot. Well, I certainly yeah. can't put him in the top fifteen. Yeah, and yeah, I, that's I, fair. I might listen to an argument for twenty-five, although I probably would sustain it. I, here's I what I love. Here's what I love about Ben Simmons in Brooklyn is. The one thing that you can't hammer KD on, and, and people hammer him on certain things, is KD is all about ball and video games. Like, he's not going out partying. He just wants to get in the gym and work. So there's somebody that's going to rub off on Ben Simmons. And Kyrie has really changed. Kyrie's a guy that in Cleveland, the big knock on him was he loved to party, loved to go out. Really doesn't go out as much anymore from what I'm told. 
and again, loves ball. So like those two guys, if they can get Ben Simmons in the gym every day, just shooting, shooting mm-hmm. the ball over and over and over with them, who, if anybody can do it, I know we said, well, if anybody can do it, Doc Rivers can do it and get, and get Ben to shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. But now I'm going with players because if, if Ben has respect for anybody, it should be Kevin Durant as much as on the offensive end. I mean, come on, come on. Right, now let's... Talk, just, uh, just briefly, a little yeah. Durant. I, I hope that fans appreciate how good he is. Oh, I, yeah, but they I, don't. I hope that enough they don't. fans do that and, and how, how historically great he is. And, and, and how he, uh, there are certain guys that I have observed over the years that I say the game just flows out of them. The game yeah. is just extension of them. It, 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 the game is logical to them. The game makes sense to them. The game, he is the, the ultimate example of it that I've ever seen. It, he makes it look so damn easy. And you know that the hours that went into that, imagine, you know, well, up in here's Maryland. what I'll say, Bob. I, I saw the first time I ever saw him was in uh, Lewis, Delaware. I think it was Lewis, Delaware at a tournament. And um, he was a sophomore in high school and <laughs> he was probably I don't know, six, eight, 150 pounds. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you, the shot looked there. It was still there. It was like, you saw this kid and you were like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. He was so skinny. And he's still, I mean, skinny. Yeah, but, I was still, yeah right. Yeah. Um, did, you, did either of you join me in having a momentary flashback on Sunday in that fourth quarter when they went back and forth and he and, and Tatum had a couple of exchanges, I think two exchanges, you know, boom, 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 yeah. boom. And to a certain game in 1988, uh, a game seven against the Hawks. Yeah, yeah I, I knew you were going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a momentary yeah. Bernie Dominique. Yeah. You know, that's the ultimate example of of, of the shootout, you know, because yep. uh, they went at one point in that game, guys, three exchanges at one point, matching baskets in the They're fourth there. quarter, yeah. maybe even four, but they did three, I know. And and it was, but anyway, I'm watching, I'm going, my God, he makes it look so easy. The other he thing does. I thought of the famous John Wooden line, be quick, but don't hurry. And, and right. I said, John Wood's up in the sky going, that's what I'm talking about. That guy, uh, he's all right. So that's my little ode to KD. God, don't take him for granted, folks. He's a wonderful player. Um, one player who's having a tough time. I want to start with Bob on this because he has seen the evolution of social media, mm-hmm. uh, but, and 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 Bob's also, a social media savant. Well, well, at 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 the time, you know, when Bob started in his business, I believe family and it, it, Jeff and I both agree, families are off off the radar. But Russell yeah. Westbrook's wife is taking abuse on social media. He's had to defend his family, oh, and unfortunately, it's the life we live in. And uh, I mean, I take a ton of heat on Twitter. I don't care, but nobody goes after my family. Right. So, right. you know, Bob, that's that's the uh, era. Exactly. We live in. This is one look. The social media thing is is the number one reason. Uh, one of the many uh, uh, at the top of the list, not the only thing. It's the top of the list of the reasons why coaching today at in, in all levels and uh, starting in college anyway. I don't know about how it goes on in high school. Oh, sure, oh I should know. Probably it's horrible in high school uh, in, in certain areas. I'm it's sure. worse in high school. My son, yeah, my son knows more about high school players. My son knows more about high school players than NBA players. I should know better than to have said that because of uh, I, I covered high school sports and I know what dealing with the high school parents is like. And, and, and it's the worst at times for, okay. Social media has, has changed the landscape. <laughs> the way people grow up 
and, and these, this whole generation has grown up with it and they have to deal with it. Uh, oh, you're absolutely right. There, 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 there's circumstances that people have to live with in sports and in, I'm sure in everything else, entertainment, that in politics, that you didn't have to do 10, 20, 30, or certainly not 30 years ago. No, it's horrible and it's outrageous. When I say people, you know, people can be scumbags. And, and, and uh, it's <laughs> There's the quote of the pod, Bob Ryan, people can be scumbags. Yeah, like, put cool. it on the headline. It's completely true. <laughs> well, it's gutless. It's gutless. It's like, I mean, but, I, you know, they it, call it, Westbrook, it, Jeff and I were talking, Bob, you know, if you want to call, you know, you yell at Westbrook and you say West Brick, you yell it from the stands, you put it on a Twitter. That's fair game, right? Yeah, that's fine. But the family, just leave, you know, leave the families oh, out of it. No, it's awful. And, and uh, no, there's no, look, this is like given, there's no excuse for it. There's no defense for it. Uh, it's outrageous. It, but it, the fact that this is the world we live in, this opportunity exists. It wouldn't exist if social media didn't exist, but it yeah. does. And, and. I, I always go back to the famous Jimmy Durante line where Jimmy Durante, uh, but everybody wants to get into the act. Well, everybody can get into the act now in yeah, terms of yeah. making your opinions known to the world at large. You see, in a way you yeah. could not do 30 years yeah. ago. To me, to me again, here's my, my easy rule on this is, you know, you can call whether it's a media person, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a coach, I mean, on, on social media, you can kind of call them whatever you want names, as long as it's not derogatory, uh, you know, to me, you want to call me whatever, whatever you want. It's fine. I don't really care. But the moment you bring like my daughter and people have brought my daughter into it and, and gone at her on social media, you're done. You're done. I'm going to find out who you work for and and I'm going to make sure they see that tweet period. Right. And, uh, you know, you go after Russell Westbrook and call him Westbrook brick. It is what it is, Russ. Like, Listen, you know, again, is it an ideal? No, I mean, this is the way fans are. But the moment they go after Russ's family in any way, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. That's bullshit. That should never, ever, ever happen. There's no no recourse. No, no, they're hiding behind the keyboard. I had a a kid, um, I was at Texas Tech a month ago, and this kid had been killing me on Twitter, and he's, he's messaging me that he's 10 rows behind me, right behind me. Look back. I, I, I want to, you know, killing me. And then I want to take a picture with you. And I, <laughs> I finally, I finally responded to him. I said, no effing way. So I, I turned back and this guy's, this kid's, he's like 21 years old, giving me the finger. I actually give him credit because at least he was there doing it. Yeah. Where most guys would, you know, would have done it, you know, anonymously, but I'm like, this is this is what we it comes to now. It's like yeah. it's so bad. I mean, social media, the the bad outweighs the good oh. so much on social media. Yeah, there's no opinion. doubt, and you can't go back. Unfortunately, right. no. It's a great no. way to gain information, but you know what? You know, yeah. my son actually, I give him credit. He puts his phone down like for ten hours a day. He's really? He said, yeah, he he did it. It, it was a. Something at school, there was a project at school or a teacher, a guidance counselor said, you know, everybody, why don't you try just putting it away? And he did. And he said, you know what? Life is a lot better. (laughs) Yeah, I I try to do it on vacation. It's your job. That's the problem. You know, that's why I go when I when I take vacations. Honestly, I try to go overseas because of the time difference. Right. So that way for like six hours, I know I can't, you know, I might look at it in the morning. And then there's no sense in even right. looking at it. 
nobody's awake back home. So that that's kind of the, the, the goal with it. Um, that's why honestly, I think getting out of the country is better. All right. What's, what do we got next? Okay. We're going next. Let's talk about pop. Bob wants to uh, praise pop a little bit. Don Nelson, uh, as pop ties as at the time of this recording, uh, Don Nelson's all-time winning record. Well, Pop, first of all, Don, he once was assistant for Don, with Don Nelson. In fact, the first time I met Pop was at Runyon's in New York uh, after a game, really? uh, and, and he was Nelly's assistant. Anyway. Shocking. Was, Shocking those guys were at Runyon's. Shocking. I know. It's, an, it's, it's, a, it's, a fast, it's a wonderful story. Uh, here's a guy, Air Force Academy, did his service time. Uh, the wonderfully unsubstantiated rumor that I truly want to believe that among his things uh, and during his service time was he could have been a spy. I love that one. I, I want that to be true. Uh, you know, a wine connoisseur and owner, a certified unophile coached at Cal Pol- Pom- Poly Pomona pitcher. Yeah. All right. And yeah, it was division three coach. And, um, and then he becomes this guy, uh, you know, that, that uh, is going to break the record. He's tied now. He did it last night. He tied it and he's going to break. It's, a, it, it's not, a, it's, it's an interesting path. And he's an interesting guy. Uh, he's his own man. If there ever was one, he's outspoken. Uh, he's he's uh, he doesn't give a damn. Uh, you know, kind of. Did guy. he become that way, Bob? After he won, because I feel like now it's almost like this. You know, where he does these interviews and he'll give these one-word answers that to some people are funny, but it, it to me it gets old. To me, it gets old a little bit. How kind of gruff he is. Was he always that way or no? I don't know for sure. Uh, you yeah. know, when I met him, it was a nice social mo- moment. And yeah. so I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd have, I'd have, I, I wasn't around him enough to ever know. Totally. Anyway, I just think it, it's worth comment. It's an amazing achievement. And to get yeah. there, guys, to get there um, uh, uh, among the achievements, 18 consecutive 50 win years. Wow. Six wow. Of them and, you know, you got to, you know, with all the changeover now, did he have the benefit uh, as often in a, in a Brady Belichick kind of way was, was serendipity for him to have as his best player, a guy that was, was so completely compatible for him and vice versa. And Tim Duncan, of course, of course, uh, you know, they, they, they were perfectly suited for each other yeah. and, and uh, that, that worked out very well, but, but they're very lucky to have each other. And I, I, I'm sure that Duncan would have been put off by an awful lot of coaches in this league over the years. Yep. And, and he was worried that he never had to worry once for one second about Tim Duncan and, and his approach to his job and as his best player. So that worked out very, very well. Anyway, it, and five championships, but he's should, he could, should have had one more. Why wasn't Duncan, Duncan on the floor, you know, and for that, get that yeah. rebound that the Ray Allen wound up making that shot. They would have won another one, but anyway, we're all, no one's perfect. You know, no one's perfect, but anyway, our salute, my salute to Pop. Well, uh, my, I want to say something, Bob, before we wrap up on Pop is to me. I think the greatest testament to him is I thought when Duncan left, he was done. <laughs> but he still wants to coach. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I look at the Spurs now and I go, Pop, why are you even bothering? Yeah, he's no, they're not good. And you're in a teardown stage now. Yeah. And and uh, I don't know either. Right? He's well, he loves the game. I mean, that's my oh. thing. That That's my thing. It's just like. You know what? Like you sit there, it's very easy to coach and do that when you have Tim Duncan and everything's going great. But my compliment to him is he loves the game so much. He's not leaving. Maybe he wants to bring him back and say, show the world. he can. I don't know. I don't know. But you're right. He loves uh, the game. So he doesn't you wonder how much was the record. Well, you wonder how much of it was getting the record. And although, you know, he'll, he'll claim it doesn't mean a thing to him. But, right. but uh, yeah. you know, well, 
I can't believe that he isn't proud to have beat right. him. Yeah. You know, I don't think so. Uh, all right, guys, before That's- we wrap up, we have to talk about another coach. Uh, Jeff Goodman was there for Mike Krzyzewski's, uh swan song or well final regular season game he's still got a ways to go here uh but how weird was it though jeff i mean they lost and the first thing he says was that was unacceptable and they're supposed to celebrate it that's weird yeah it it was weird the whole deal was weird because you know again the game was kind of an afterthought right nobody even thought carolina had a chance because this carolina team's been absolutely awful and they were on the bubble going into that game and you know, you look up with five minutes left and then two minutes left. You're like, oh, my God, like they're really going to lose this game. And then it was for me, Bob, I can't wait to see how K reacts because that's kind of like that was the intrigue. There was really not a lot of intrigue leading up to the game. Again, it was how many points Duke was going to win by. And then so K goes in the locker room after the game. And I asked Paolo Bencaro this afterwards. I said, what did he say? He said, he basically said we're, it was an embarrassing performance. You know, we didn't show any fight. Um, and then he comes back out 15 minutes later. He walks back out in the court. They've got everything set up, right? I mean, there was going to be a huge ceremony. The president speaks, somebody from the city. They, they do these scholarships in the family's honor. His daughters, his 10 grandkids, everybody's there. Wife comes out holding his wife's hand. And uh, that. She sits down, he grabs the mic, and he says, this is impromptu. I just want to apologize. That was embarrassing. No, unacceptable. Unacceptable, I'm sorry, unacceptable. And his family's kind of yelling at him then. And he's like, no, 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 let me go, let me talk. And, <laughs> and it, it kind of came across as, as, as kind of an asshole at that point. It really did. But it I think was- he was so upset and so frustrated at that point. It was still heat in the moment. I don't. Honestly, don't know if he took enough time after talking to his team in the locker room. It was unacceptable on two, on two levels and two reasons. One, it was unacceptable to say that. Save it for the locker room. You right. don't embarrass the kids after that. I'm sorry. You just don't do that. Save it for the locker room. Air them out. And the, what he should have done, and I expected him to do. I'm, I'm sure, I know what you're going to say. I know Carolina say. for playing a great yeah. game. He and, did it later. And pay homage to the rivalry and how appropriate it was that, you know, it does not speak to the rivalry that, you know, that, that what they just did here to show you, you know, this, this best of all college sports. Records mean nothing. Right. And then go from there. That's what he should have done. He did it in the media. He he was awesome. Not good. He was incredible to the media after, after the ceremony was done. And he was, he was too late. He came off as the angry old man thing. Instead but, of, but you know what? The, the, it, 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 you guys are both right, and I agree with you. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just goes. Show, it just goes to show. And Jeff, I think Jeff is right in that he should have taken some time. He should have cooled off longer. Yeah, de- 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 com- de- decompressed. But it just goes right. to show. And I noticed the same. Where's Patino coaching now? Is he at Iona? Where is Iona. He? Right. Yes. Okay. You can have all the sneaker deals. You can have all the the, the 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 speeches. You can get paid a million dollars to speak. You know, you can fly around on a private jet. You can have all this. But, like, guys like Krzyzewski, and I thought about Patino when he took the Iona job, to their core, they're coaches. And coaches are kind of – they're sure. kind of pricks. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? I mean, they you kind of – you know, well, He totally can be. And, and you so got to right. be – and you, so, like, you guys are both right. But the thing that, like, I appreciate it from it 
It's to the end of the day, that's that's all these guys are. That if these guys weren't, I mean, it's still why Popovich is coaching. It's like if Shashevsky wasn't a Duke, he'd be coaching some high school somewhere. Very true. You know, you know I mean, in that, and, I, and I'll take it from acting, because you guys know I love acting. I mean, Bob, I remember they asked uh, Al Pacino, what would you be doing, you know, if you weren't making The Godfather? He said, I'd probably doing, be doing a Shakespeare's festival in Portland, Oregon. You know, I mean, that's what I get out of it. What what gets me going and gets me in, what inspires me is that guys like Patino and guys like Shashevsky, that's at the, guys like Popovich. At the end of the day, it's who they are. They're just yeah. stupid basketball coaches, I and I I find that charming. I think you're right. I I I would concede that what you're saying. It's maybe too much to expect. Anything other than that reaction that I would have hoped he would have risen to the occasion, he didn't. Agree, but you guys are right. I mean, I'm not. No, no, you're right. I, no one's I, right I, or wrong here. It's just that's I, what I took from. Things go, I, I got to ask Jeff. Uh, do you think the the pressure was too much for those kids? I thought yeah, they were all they were all freshmen. Carolina had nothing to lose. They got yeah, off to a good start. They got off to a really good start. That was important. Four. I remember eleven to yeah. four early. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Duke went in their run, Baycock got his second foul with about was I don't know, six. Yeah, six, seven minutes, and I watched him. He was pleading to go back in the game. And Hubert wouldn't put him back in with two fouls, and I thought it was over. Duke went in a run then, went up eight, ten points, but they cut it to two at half, and, and I think they went in down two saying, like, we played the better half here. We played the better half. There's no reason we can't win. But, yeah, I, I do. And, man, watching – they did a video coming uh, – Again, when he came back on the court, you know, he comes on the court, he does his impromptu thing, and then they play a video. And I'm I'm literally right across from Duke's bench looking at their players. They're not even looking at that. They are – they look like they just got knocked out of the NCAA tournament. They look yeah. like their season was over. The players are, are, are staring in this space. Really? And, again, it was, it was all kind of surreal – Guys, it was all a little bit – the coolest part, the coolest part for me was watching all the players, 96 players, uh, go out before the game started and K-walk in between them. And I knew a lot of these guys because I covered a lot of them even in in their recruitments, you know, like J.J. Redick through his recruitment. uh, Kyle Singler I saw (laughs) afterwards, and, you know, I've known Kyle forever since he was probably 14, 15 years old. A lot of these kids – so it was, um, you know, Christian Leitner seeing him there. And I talked to Bobby Hurley like an hour, you know, he had a game that afternoon, so he couldn't, he couldn't go. Um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of like, whoa, like this really is it. And before the game, John Shire was sitting on the bench by himself about two hours before the game, an hour and a half. And I've known John again, since he was about 15. And I just went up and sat next to him. We talked for about 20 minutes and I said to him, I'm like, like, how, how strange is it that you're going to be the next head coach? Like, this is it. The next, the next game at Cameron, you're going to be the head coach. Like, he's 33 years old. Like, this is it for Kay. And, and he kept saying, the one thing that Kay kept reiterating was, I'm not, I'm going to be an ambassador. I am not going to be hanging over the program here. I am not going to be like Jim Calhoun was. Right. With, yeah. But Jim Calhoun was different. He was forced out. Jim Cal- Calhoun never wanted to leave. Health forced him out, and that's why Kevin Ollie took over. And Jim Calhoun was literally at every practice early. Kay was like, there's no way I'm doing that. If I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong, uh, John Wooden did the, the 
did the role perfectly. He he yeah. was he was a presence, but he was not intrusive. Right. Yeah, uh, and that's what it should be. Presence. People could see him in the stands, isn't right. that nice? But he wasn't a, a problem at all. Yeah. You know? Guys, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Uh, we're never short on opinions. We are uh, not. Jeff Goodman, thank you. Bob Ryan, we'll talk to you later, guys.